I'm Dean Newland, and welcome to the Business of Intuition, where I coach, facilitate, train, and speak on the hard science and meaningful experience of intuitive leadership in business, so you can make better decisions, forge real connections, and creatively solve problems to amplify your impact and simplify your life. Welcome to the Business of Intuition. I'd like for you to consider three scenarios and see if any or all of them apply to you. Number one, you're a leader within a company, you have employees, you often hire people, and you've got somebody on your team that you now know doesn't fit for whatever reason. Maybe it's performance, maybe it's culture, maybe it's attitude, maybe it's skills. And you've kept this person on much longer than you should have. Scenario number two, you've taken a position in a new company, a new role, and although it looked good on paper, it paid you well, it was the right location, it was the right kind of work, somewhere in you, you felt a twinge, a little message that said, this doesn't feel right, but you overrid that perspective and took the job anyway, only later to regret it. Scenario number three, you've gotten involved in a relationship, maybe you've even gotten married, and it felt somehow that this was the wrong thing to do, but you felt pressured, you didn't want to disappoint people, you didn't want to disappoint this partner of yours, so you decided to move forward out of being the nice person in order to not make waves and later regretted it. Well, in all three scenarios, I would say that each one of them represents some sort of knowing that goes beyond that 5 or 10% of our conscious brain into that 95 or 90% of our unconscious brain that houses what we would call intuition. Intuition is that great pattern recognizer, that ability to sense things that our own common language doesn't necessarily have a way to speak to, but somehow we feel it. Somehow our gut can say, to our overall self, this is right or this is wrong. It's that guide within ourselves that connects us maybe to our higher self that helps us move forward in life. It's that, that part of ourselves that could be scary because it sometimes points us in a direction that we are afraid to go, even though it might be the right thing to do. My next guest on the business of intuition has built a very successful career around helping entrepreneurs build very successful businesses using intuition as their guide. J.D. Kindred is this person, and I just had an absolutely delightful conversation with her. She's a Canadian-born author and an entrepreneur, world traveler, and as I said, an intuition coach. She has written a book called Intuitive Business Connections, grow a business from zero to six figures in an intuitive way. She is a passionate person about helping other entrepreneurs and business professionals live more intuitively, authentically, and have a balanced, joyful life. J.D. Kindred on the Business of Intuition. So, J.D., I have to say, I am very pleased that you are a guest of this show. You, you and I were talking that this is probably 100 and, 171 episodes of this 
little podcast that's been going on for quite some time. And I always try to find a home in the conversation relative to intuition, but sometimes it doesn't happen. Sometimes we talk about leadership and change management or team dynamics or all sorts of stuff. And I'm really open to any and all of it because I think it all comes back down to how to become better people, better leaders, uh, more humane. And yet when I saw you show up on my calendar date, I went, oh, we're going to talk about intuition. This is going to be fun. This will be a no brainer. And I'm really delighted that I found a kindred spirit in a person like yourself who has made a practice and are teaching people around honoring and trusting and using their intuition for a central part of their humanity and their decision. So tell me, first and foremost, maybe we should start off with definitions. What do you define intuition to be? What is it? That's a really good question, Dean. Wow, how do I define that? I, I don't even know what I could say about that. How would I, you know, if you ask 100 people, everyone's going to have a different definition. So I could only, you know, speak of what intuition means to me. For me, it is, it's very subtle. For me, the way I receive intuition, it is just a very subtle little nudge. For some people, it's very loud and very over. And in my experiences, I really have to quiet down in order to be able to hear. And I often talk about this with my clients as well. You know, there's not just one way to receive intuition. We, there's many different ways of receiving intuition. You know, there's the clairaudience, clairsentience, and that, you know, which are just fancy words for, well, you can get a gut feeling or you can, um, sometimes I hear a very neutral um, and neutral almost voice. And it's like, that's almost hard to trust too, because it's like, is that me talking or is that, is that an intuitive guidance? And over the years, you know, I've been doing decades now trusting my intuition. So I confidently know when something is that very neutral answer, very neutral, like go and do that. For example, just last week I went to a festival and I'm not a festival person. I don't like festivals. I don't like love music. And my intuition was like, you need to go there. And I was like, oh, I, uh, the human aspect of me wants to go to 10 day silent retreat. I do not want to put myself in a plus 39 degrees Celsius. I don't know what it is Fahrenheit, 90 something Fahrenheit. It's five. Tents where I don't count, like all of that to, to meet community leaders. But I had a, a very strong, you need to go. And I heard this you need to go. And it's like, Okay, I just trust my intuition over the years. It's never, ever let me down. So I go. I shook hands with amazing community leaders. I met them. I have 57 pages of notes. I, I, I did the work. And while I was there one day, I had no internet connection, um, which I thought I would. And so all of the workshops are online on this app that didn't work. So I, again, every moment had to follow my intuition. And sometimes I thought, like, actually, we could talk probably a full 40 minutes on just this fest because it was such a life. It was just daily examples of if I follow my intuition, the abundance and the beauty and the magic that it leads to. For example, I, ha I really wanted to speak with a friend. And I was like, how am I going to find her amongst 10,000 people? Impossible. This is impossible. And I had this intuitive go to this venue to eat lunch. I'd never eaten at that venue all week. But I followed my intuition. I went. I'm eating by myself because I'm there by myself. And a friend passes by. And I say, hey, I haven't seen her in, in lunch. 
She's like, yeah, I'm meeting a friend. Which friend? And it was the mutual friend that I was looking for. Mm. And I said, where? She goes, I'm meeting at this place and this time. And this was a massive festival ground. I went, awesome. So again, it's like these daily, daily hits of just following intuition. Another story is in between workshop, I wanted to just drop something off quickly and just have a break and just rest in the shade for a minute. Uh, like I was sitting with like this wet sarong, just trying to cool off. I was dying in this heat. And I ended up, I was guided to the stage and they were having TED Talks. I was like, oh, I love that. I love watching people and learning about people's stories. So I sat there and the, all the speakers didn't show up for the TED Talk. So they started asking people from the audience, hey, anyone want to speak? And so a few people spoke and they got up. And I thought this was great. I was exhausted of relaxing, watching people. And then I finally, maybe half an hour in, I had this little intuitive hit. For me, I received intuition eh, through feeling and through sometimes like just these neutral messages. It was like, you need to go on stage. The last thing I wanted to do, Dave, was to go, I was like in my bathing suit. I wasn't even dressed. Like yeah, I was not perfect. By the way, that, uh, on my website. Yeah, isn't uh, that, Were you not giving a talk? It sounds yeah. like what you, okay. So there's a little, exactly. your website. So I saw that. I, yeah, fantastic. I just, and I was like, if I'm doing this, someone needs to record this because no one's going to have it smart. No, it's good. And so I passed it off to someone. And then the person said, right when I got this intuitive fit, I need to go on stage. And the MC said, hey, we need a woman on stage. And I thought, okay, that's my invitation. So I walked on up there. I had no idea what I was going to say. And I still don't know what that video is going to do, but that was a dream. My dream was to do a TED Talk about the magic of intuition. I forgot about that dream until I was literally on stage. I had the memory of that dream and I shared it with the audience. And I don't even know where that's going to lead in the future. Maybe that will lead to more speaking engagement. Maybe that will lead to a real, legit TED talk. <laughs> you know, like I have no idea. But for me, intuition is just step by step. It doesn't give me a lot of information in advance. It's just step by step. What do I need to do? To what do I need to do today? And next, and then. Let me back up before that. Those step by steps, if I could. Yeah. So I understand your process a little bit. <laughs> not like you have these feelings that give you information. And I understand from what I've been reading and also sensing that the part of the brain that intuition speaks from does not use language, meaning words and so forth. It's a, it, it, it speaks to us in these subtler forms, like a feeling. So all that being said, I was just did an interview with... Um, a gal named Lee Mars and Justin Zorn, and they wrote a book called Golden, The Power of Silence in a World of Noise. And I just am loving this book because it's talking about how the world is getting so much more noisy and noisy in the sense that it's a distraction. And as we get more distracted, I would assume that that also means, and I can feel this myself, that we are less aware of what the intuition is trying to tell us because of the noise, because of the distractions. So then goes to my question, how do you access intuition? How do you create the space for it to subtly or not so subtly make its way into your awareness? 
Is there something that you do on a regular basis or does it always show up? And you're just a gifted person who always has that access that most of us would say, I'm so busy working on just trying to get stuff done. I don't even pay attention to my intuition, even though it might be there. How do you create the space for it? How do, how do I create the space? Yeah. I believe intuition is always with us. Do we always listen to it? No. It, as I mentioned, for me, it's so subtle. So it can easily, I can, because my days are busy too. I, I get distracted by everything. I'm an entrepreneur. Like every entrepreneur, we just love, I have like five different projects that I'm going on sometimes. Right. Um, and I have to also decipher what is fear when I'm making a decision, what is fear-based and what is intuition-based. And, you know, for me, I have a belief system in, for my the way I receive intuition is clear audience. So for me, it really is language, which is I hear a sentence. I'll hear a go up on stage. For me, it's very clear. For me, my way is clear audience. And it's a different voice than my own. It sounds kind of weird. Like for my, I did not want to go up on that was the last thing I wanted to do. I was fighting each stroke. I was in my bikini. It was the last thing. It was not in my mental, you know, JD professional idea that I had, but my intuition was go up on stage. It was very neutral. And I could have said, no way. There's no way I'm doing that. And that's okay. I would have missed that opportunity. I would have had an amazing festival. I would have still met all of the amazing people I did. But that five minute speech was such a highlight, was, was so meaningful for me that I could have missed it. So for me, intuition is always with me. It's, do I listen to it? Because a lot of times I say, no, I don't want to. Intuition would be like, go speak to that person. And I'm like, no, I'm too scared. I don't, I don't want to. But I've just learned over the years to continually say yes. And it's, it's for me, very subtle and very neutral. It's not like it's, it's not a reactive. For me, I'm naturally a reactive person. I'm very passionate or I'm very reactive. But intuition is very calm. And for me, it's very calm. And so it's easy to miss. I totally understand that. And I've had conversations with coaching clients, CEOs, and so forth, who will recant or recall, I should say, an a issue that they've been trying to solve. Maybe it's an employee that they're bringing on the team or it's a merger of themselves with another company and they're struggling with it, struggling with it, struggling with it. And then some sort of resolution comes about. And the question might be is, but did you intuitively know all along what the answer was? And did you just not pay attention to it? And oftentimes that's the answer that they give. And so what we try to do, what I try to do is help these Sometimes they're very stupid, smart people um, <laughs> with, with great respect and, and adulation that these are really smart individuals to be able to allow for that part of themselves to trust that there, there is a voice in there or, or a feeling that, that can guide them in a direction that is a good decision for business or a good decision for their personal life. And it's not flaky. It is something that we can bring out of the closet and into the boardroom. This is a skill set. This is a, an awareness. To your point, I agree with you, that we always have these intuitive parts of our being there if we're willing to access it. So then let me ask you, so shifting a little bit, how would you teach somebody or coach somebody to know what their intuition is, to trust it, and to use it? Thank you. 
Yeah, I actually have an online course that I can, I don't know, you have access to, you know, a specific link. I can actually offer this to your viewers for free. It's this 12, 12 course, and it takes excerpts from my book, Intuitive Business Connection, and also explaining, because I have a whole chapter, you know, like for me, I have, I received intuition usually by, you know, feeling and by, you know, clear audience and clear sentence, by having this inner knowing and by having, hearing a message clear, like a sentence. That's the way I receive it. The way you receive it is probably completely different, which is 100% okay. So it's fun also to know that we each receive it in a different way. So first, you know, having the first chapter talks about these are the ways to receive it and where do you see yourself? And it gives examples of how. So that's the one aspect. Another aspect for me, again, we're talking about the busyness. You know, if our lives are so busy and we aren't able to hear that quiet inner whisper. For me, it's quiet inner whisper. It's not loud. So I need to make sure that I have a work-life balance. I need to make sure if I have a very big decision, I need to make sure that I'm centered, that I'm connected to myself, that I'm, you know, and maybe I'll go have a walk in nature and really in that walk feel, or I'll sleep more than the next day, or I'll have a dream about it. Or There's many ways that I can have that confirmation of my decisions. But for me, when I help, you know, my clients, it's really creating that lifestyle where they're able to access this intuition that is always with them. They have this amazing, it's like, yeah, maybe this secret power. I've never thought of it like that, but like this secret friend, helper, assistant, hmm. you know, a bit an assistant at all times. And and if we don't listen, it's okay. We still go through life. We, we struggle a bit more. But when we listen, you know, as I spoke about in this impromptu TED talk, it's this next level of magic that happens in our life. And that's what I really want to encourage for, for all of my Something you said made me think about something else. You mentioned the fear-based versus an intuitive-based reaction to something. And then it made me go into another idea you were talking about that when there's a trust in one's intuition, it also seems to trigger a greater trust in oneself. That it is sort of knowledge that I have support beyond sort of this prefrontal cortex that wants to control everything. And yet the intuitive piece sort of says, there's more to this than meets the eye, and there may be more support than you're aware of, and your intuition can help guide you there. And I guess I'm wondering from your perspective, if you think about this fear-based information that we get, sometimes our intuition can be a warning, which we could misinterpret as fear, but in fact, it's not. So how do you know this is an intuitive warning, don't do this, you know, and not perceive that as being, oh, I'm just fearful. I should just plow through it and make it happen. How do you know the difference? Yeah. Well, I'm still a student on this journey. I have a lot of confidence, but it didn't come overnight. Like it is, it has taken years for me to have this level of confidence. And it is, I still sometimes have these intuitive hits of be careful, these warnings. And I go, oh, whatever. And I push it away. And so I still, with my confidence, push my intuitive guidance away and 
For example, a couple of summers ago, I chose a marketing agency that I did not feel, for me, it was, uh, I had a doubt. I felt doubt. So for me, that's a big sign of like me because intuition is very, and it, it might always not be fun. They might be like, oh, darn, I'm scared to do it, but there's no doubt. It's like a go. It's like a strong go or a strong yes. But even, it's not even a strong because that's even react. It's almost like a neutral yes. Like, yes. And this was, this marketing agency was like, eh, I don't know, but I wanted to believe him and I wanted to believe the sales he was going to bring. And so I thought, oh, I'll just try it. So my intuition was like, me, eh, this isn't going to be good. And I lost thousands of dollars and zero resolve. And that was a nice lesson. I didn't lose tens of thousands, and that, but it just set me back a couple months. And I was like, okay, that was a nice lesson. That feeling of, okay, that's how I feel when it's a, uh, it's uh, when I'm not listening to these warnings. So personally, I'll respond to that in some ways. I was thinking about a few years ago. Uh, we had a tough situation with somebody that was working with us and through some mistakes that this person made, we lost a big client and it was very hard. However, I knew that this person wasn't a fit long before then. So intuitively I should have acted on it, but I didn't because of friendship, because I want to give people the benefit of the doubt. I wanted to excuse the way why this could maybe work out. And I hear other Leaders sometimes keep people on their teams much longer than they should, even though intuitively they know they're the wrong fit. So, and yet we want to be nice and we want to, you know, we're afraid and, and all of that stuff. So I guess, do we, I mean, it's a statement that's rhetorical, but do we fear intuition because we want to avoid the truth? Yeah. Oh, that's good, Dean. That's deep. Yeah. When you start to live life, following your intuition, you have to do the uncomfortable. And for me, that's walking on stage in a bikini. For me, that's saying no to a transaction, saying, you know, letting go of an employee that you want to keep on. That's like, it's making hard decisions. The intuitive life, following the intuitive life, it doesn't make life or decision-making always that much easier. It just makes it maybe better for you in the long run. One thing I really want to point out is you're like, how do you trust, you know, in fear? How do you trust your intuition? For me, it's when I have enough example and the synchronicities, but it takes me, it took, well, it took me years to accumulate enough stories. And I'm actually writing another book. I haven't actually shared this with anyone. This is like really proving to oh, this book you. Exactly. This will be you and you guys would know. Oh, yeah. And and my next book is going to be, it's called um, Intuitive Synchronistic Connection. And it's about all the synchronicities because it's just, I love that. Like, I just this week, I ran into a friend at a huge mall. I'm in Costa Rica right now. It's a massive mall. I ran into this friend. There's like many exits out of this, out of this mall. And, you know, I go there once a day to grab a meal. And I was leaving and he was there having coffee. He was just finishing his coffee. And I just sat there and I literally laughed for five minutes. Like, I just, it's like, really? I really second guess the universe. I really second guess synchronicities. I really second guess my intuition 
when I'm constantly giving the amazing, this amazing proof that our intuition is there to guide us. Like, and I went in a very weird time. I went for lunch, like at four o'clock in the afternoon. Usually I go at lunchtime. Like, it's just so bizarre that I've just learned I have to trust. There's no other option now in my life. So going back to this book that now I'm sort of, <laughs> as I, I was telling somebody recently, I've got all these books in my office and I finally categorized them based on, this is for the organization, this is for the leader, this is for the team, this is for creativity, this is for intuition, you know? So it doesn't mean I read them all, it just means that now I got them categorized. But I've been thinking about this one book again that I mentioned before called Golden, uh, The Power of Silence in a World of Noise. And the authors talk about when you get to that space of, of silence, they describe it as almost a presence. And I first thought, oh, are we talking spirituality? Are we talking higher power? Are we talking religion? You decide your flavor of how you want to describe that. And they didn't answer it per se in my um, conversation with them. But as you're talking about you being guided for certain things in your life, me going on stage, even though it's uncomfortable, or me sort of knowing that this person was probably the wrong person on my team and I should have followed that, but I was afraid to hurt their feelings and all the other things that were around that. I know that intuition is partly about our own experience and pattern recognition of things that the conscious mind, which is what only five or 10% of our brain is perceiving, that this is an unconscious mechanism, intuition. All that being said, it sometimes feels like there is a part of the source of intuition has something to do with our highest and best. And how you define that, I don't know. But there's almost like there is a guide that sort of knows what's best for us. Now, here I go into the woo-woo land, right? But there's a feeling like there's a part of me that might be unconscious of what's going on, but subconsciously knows the right thing, knows the path, knows my purpose, knows my contribution in this world. And that's what shows up once in a while to nudge me in this area, nudge me in this area, whether or not I hear it is different. What's your sense about that? Yeah, that I love, especially that you, as a, you know, a businessman, CEO, started this podcast. I especially love that because I don't think this is, I think this is a part of being a human. I don't know why we're not talking about it. I used to really keep my spirituality hidden with my clients for the first decade, but I attract clients who are like me. So really every, you know, when I was with my language school, I'd be working with business professionals and we'd always talk about spirituality because one, that's a topic that's fun to talk about. So I really feel like this shouldn't talk about. And there's different theories. Yes, the cognizant, subconscious. You know, when I walked on stage, this was a very deep remembrance of how I said before I actually came to Costa Rica, we had a discussion one night with friends and they said, hey, if you ever did a TED talk, what would you talk about? And at that supper, I said, I would talk about magic of intuition. And everyone was like, wow. When I thought, oh, I wonder how that's ever going to happen in the, this lifetime. I, I don't know anyone who that talk. And then I found myself in some festival that I didn't really want to go to when I was on stage and kind of invited to go on stage randomly. And when I was on stage, I remember, oh, this was 
you know, sub subconscious part of me went, ah, this was a dream. And I shared that, you know, with this video, this is a dream I've had and I'm fulfilling it right now. So yes, I think intuition is subconscious, but a huge part and especially maybe my first book, Intuitive Business Connections is more the subconscious part of intuition. How do you, you know, deeper level run your business on a deeper level? This next book, Intuitive Synchronistic Connections, there's nothing cognizant. It's so, I couldn't plan any of these chance encounters. I couldn't have planned any of these amazing meetings. Something is, I believe, definitely bigger than me, who, whatever, this, this energy is guiding, whatever you think it is. We all have different names. Something is guiding me to, my, to, reach, to help me reach my highest potential. So yeah. me, I very strongly access, I want to access the highest part of my intuition, where I often it goes through a meditation. I receive intuitive hits when I'm in meditation or in nature or when I'm not really not thinking, if I'm staying or something where I'm so connected to myself, I almost open this channel to, I don't know, universal information or flow, my deepest inner knowing. So I strongly believe intuition comes from, from outside, from bigger than, from higher than ourselves, some higher or higher self. And I don't know if we have to define that personally. Yeah. I'm, I don't know about you or anybody else who's listening to this, that we have to sort of know what is the source of all this. And I think there's yeah. different layers, this intuitive magic you might call. Some of it could be very rudimentary, like, oh, pattern recognition, boom, I got to follow that. But could be something that's much more on the realm of spirituality or religion or however you want to phrase that. I know that you've mentioned the word flow. You know, that was something that came up recently in a conversation where I think about my work in facilitating teams is that I certainly realize that I was the designer of a meeting or a session on strategy, what have you. But the the energy of that room and the ability to uh, guide it, I realize that I am just a conduit for it. I'm not. I am. I am the source, and I'm not the source. You know, there's. And so, they, in the end, I ask myself, "How did it go?" It's more like, did I feel I was in flow or not? And if I was, I know that that I at least created the conditions for learning, but I can't guarantee learning. Because that's part of their thing. I just wanted to mention one other quick thing and get your reactions to this. So from a, a more, I don't know, say right brain prefrontal cortex perspective that intuition has to be quantified, the Challenger explosion that took place, as you know, back in 86, and then again, it happened again, whereby the reports that came out afterwards basically said that the engineers who were on those teams had hunches about certain things that they tried to make made known, but their voices weren't heard. Hunches could be a synonym for an intuitive hit. In this case, with Challenger, it was an O-ring issue, and it was a very cold January day when the issue happened, and people just felt very wrong. This, we, we shouldn't be launching. We shouldn't be launching, but it did anyway. And there's just as a reference for people, there's a great study on that whole situation with NASA. And there's also a great book by a guy named Gary Klein, 
who's done a lot of work with um, the military around decision-making. And he's really become sort of a guru in that field. But he wrote a book called The Power of Intuition. You know, this is really kind of meat and potatoes, corporate decision-making, you know, project management, all the process that goes with it. And here he writes a book on intuition. So to your point, which is what I'm trying to circle back to, it's not fluff. It, and, and there's, not, there, there's value, there's substance, there's real change that happens in organizations and people's lives when they follow this little thing called intuition. Yeah, and I really like how you say we don't need to define it or know where it comes from. It's not for a select few or a select few people in the world who have a certain belief system. No, I believe intuition is with all of us if we all want to access it. I also believe in different intelligences. So there are the more left brain people where they may fight, you know, this intuitive hit a little bit more than someone like me that I really have learned. One of my intelligences is intuition. And I, and I like that. And I kind of acknowledge that now. And I used to maybe not believe it was an intelligent, but now how, where it's led me in this lifetime, I can't undermine any. So. But yeah, I think we all have different, you know, levels or confidence. We may have different, we may have a different confidence in what intuition is. So let me ask you another question here. And, and then I want to hear how people can follow you and learn about upcoming workshops in your books and so forth. What message right now does your intuition want to share to our listeners. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. I'm going to close, close in my eyes for all the viewers who, who don't see me. <laughs> <We're talking to laughs> <coffee>. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. I just, I think I really want to reiterate how, especially, you know, for our business professionals listening, for the men and women, intuition is for everyone. We all have access to it. We all have this knowledge. We receive it in different ways and trust it. It's only there to help, only there to support us and really help, you know, bring more ease into our life. And if we don't listen to it, that's okay. But when we do, it just helps us on our journey so much faster and, you know, Maybe even better than we could have, we could have with our kind of left brain thinking. That's great. There's something I want to respond to, which was about the word ease. There's certainly a need for that. I think in any part of civilization, humankind, we would all say we want to seek ease. So we could get into that, but that's uh, kind of a tangent, but so here's how I want to sort of couch or frame what you said is that if on one hand, we've got the intuitive reality that is there and it has a voice, almost like a personality or person just to be able to kind of create some structure around it. And then we have the reality of what we're trying to make happen. And that when these two realities converge, like any sort of 
elements coming together, there's friction. And I think that dis-ease comes often when we don't follow the intuitive part and we override it with some sort of should, some sort of duty, some sort of perspective that we have to do something that intuitively we know is wrong. And I often wonder that if we just followed our intuition more so, would we not be healthier? Not only physically, because I think that people's ailments, their injuries, their diseases are in some ways, please know that I'm saying this some way, are a result of not following that inner truth. Yeah, when I hear you say that, I think of being out of flow. Out of flow. Out of flow. Yeah. And to call out the another reference, sorry. Yeah, there's a great book called Flow, if you haven't yeah. read it. I can't remember exactly how to pronounce this wonderful man's name, but it's like Nihai Chichniai. And it's a fascinating philosophical book on flow, which relates to intuition, relates to all sorts of stuff. Wonderful conversation. I just love this. We could be on this for a long time. Tell me and tell our listeners how they could follow you. Talk about this upcoming um, workshop that you got going on. Let's see what's, what's happening in your world in the future. Yes. So the easiest way to contact me is through my website, intuitivebusinessconnections.com. From there, you can find my YouTube channel where you'll see this video that we spoke about. Uh, you'll see um, the book, uh, Intuitive Business Connections, on Amazon that you can buy. I have a online course that I am offering free to your listeners. Uh, so it's this, you know, 12, it's an online 12 course video series that really helps business professionals um, have more confidence in their intuition. And also, I even this summer in Quebec, Canada, I'm offering these seven day kind of connect to your intuition and wellness retreat. Ideally for, you know, business professionals, entrepreneurs, but it, it can be for anyone, you know, anyone who needs a break. And I have early bird rates listed on my website based on that retreat link. And so it is really a week of slowing down, reconnecting, and, you know, even working on one of your projects. There'll be one-to-one coaching every day, but also daily yoga, daily meditation, daily hikes in the forest, swimming, dancing, campfires, authentic relating are really big on speaking authentically. So yeah, we hear this intuitive message, but now we have to say it. <laughs> it's yeah. scary sometimes. And how do we say it in the most, you know, diplomatic and professional and authentic, truthful way to live in truth? Because that is exhausting uh, to not be living in truth. It's exhausting living in some variation of a lie. And yeah. you know, you're not of this world, then you're trying to exert something that's not wanting to be in reality. So great stuff. I really enjoyed this conversation. I really wish you the best and, uh, you know, keep up the good work. But I, I would also think that the coaches or anybody, again, authentic conversations would, would value from the kind of work that you're doing because in a sense, the ability to connect with others. And I love their, your words, connection can also be influenced by that quality of communication that listening brings and that I should say intuition breaks, you know, you're really paying attention. 
yeah. to when you're using your intuition in a conversation. And I think we're so starved for connection and we're so starved for authentic, real connection. Pandemic didn't help, made it worse. And certainly technology is making it more of a problem as well to allow for authentic communication. Good work. Well, even in my home in Quebec, I had authentic leadership training workshops. I had radical honesty weekend workshops. And these are life-changing. Like when you learn to be radically honest with another, even like a business partner, friend, it literally changes your life. So yeah, communication is essential. And and intuition is, is, you know, part of listening to that own your own inner conversation and connection to yourself. So communication, very important. Thanks, Jady. This is great. Thanks to you. Thank you for listening to the Business of Intuition. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to learn more about Dean or Mission Facilitators Leadership, go to mfileadership.com. That's mfileadership.com.